Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life, mm-hmm. and you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hey, good evening and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, Dwayne England, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, sitting to my immediate right, believe it or not, Thomas Donlan, back Hey, I in found my way back. The house. How are you? I barely came, I barely came back. <laughs> just just <laughs> barely. Uh, you had a uh, quite the trip there, my friend. And, oh, yeah, it was uh, phenomenal. Definitely uh, bent a few rods, landed some large fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fact we're going to be able to kind of recap that little that little trip you took. We will. We will. Got some great photos to throw up there and let you guys all know what he was off doing while I was home, obviously, working. Uh, well, very limited because you just retired. Well, I guess in that respect, yes, this baby is retired. So thank you. you Congratulations, my, brother. That, yeah, thank yeah. you. A uh, long time coming. 33-year career, done ski, right? So yeah. this is the focus now. This is this is where it all is. This is where all the effort's going to go now. No no distractions, right? Yep. Other than you. So I know. I can, um, be, I can be troublesome. Looking forward to it. I think uh, new things on the horizon for us, Fish Hunt Northwest. We got, we got, some, uh, we got some big goals in mind, my friend. Going to be a good time. We're going to do it. So nice to have you back. Um, hopefully uh, you folks are excited Tommy's back in studio because I know I am. We got a lot of great content to cover this evening. We got some great guests in studio first time. Trying to allow it, you didn't just come back from Florida, you drug people with you. I, I tried, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you did your best to bring the Florida weather back with you, but you failed. Oh, that was, yeah, long, that was a fail. Long, miserably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, there was a little break of sun out there. Well, yeah, when Fly showed up. Yeah, right. It's like, he's got a rainbow <laughs> and sunshine over his head everywhere he goes. So the rain was like, oh, that guy's showing up, we're out of here. So, uh, but my gosh, the wind today, the rain, I'm just going, November over yet? This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, you had a full-on tornado down here. It seemed like yeah. it. There was stuff flying across the yard I hadn't seen before. Uh-huh. And I, I think people are going to be coming to claim their furniture but <laughs> if she doesn't sell it. So, um, yeah, say hey, thanks, folks, for uh, wishing me happy retirement. Uh, very excited about uh, where we're at and where we're going uh, with this and, um, yeah, everything we're working on. So glad you could join us tonight. As I mentioned, we've got some great guests lined up. Before we get too far along here, Tommy, got to remind everybody, hey, if you have not, check us out. Go to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com, our online store. Lots of swag for you to take a look at and buy. By the way, uh, Jordan of Nissan has been buried in tying jigs as of late. I don't know what's going on, but the Rufus wood package and other uh, steelhead jigs flying really? out the door. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah, are still nailing my Rufus, huh? Yeah, Jordan's doubling it down, man. Keep those jig orders coming because I like to see him busy and out of trouble, so that all works. But, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, jump on the website. Check out what we have there. Some blogs, lots of great info. And, of course, uh, right front and center, don't miss it, FHN20, 20% off any and all edge rods that you purchase. Go to the website. Click on the coupon. It takes you right to edge rods. Anything you buy through the website, you're going to get 20% off every single rod, every single day, 365 that's the deal you get between Fish Hunt Northwest and Edge Rod. So be sure to check them out, support them as they support us, and you're going to be very happy with the quality of product that they uh, they design. Um, with that, Tommy, we got tons of stuff going on. You know, uh, it's on again, it's off again. The Spring Chinook this year is like the Ross Perot of the presidential race years ago. <laughs> it's in, it's out, it's here, it's not. Uh, yeah. But lo and behold, today, matter of fact, they reopened the Columbia. Uh, below Bonneville, down to uh, Beacon Rock. So we have an entire opportunity again on the main stem of Columbia for Spring Chinook. And there's a lot of good, uh, lot of good thoughts and thinking, hey, you know, it's, a, it's the right time to reopen it. We got um, through May 22nd. And then we'll have another opener June 4th through the 15th. They're giving us a number of days here. They've upped the, uh, they've upped the run size from 122 or just shy of 123,000 to 161. Mm-hmm. 162,000 spring Chinook down. So that's a, quite a delta. That is quite the bump. Yeah. Right? So, so what I was wondering when I look at something like that, I, I always question, you know, is it still good? I mean, it, if, if it opens up, right, like mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. is there still opportunity? Are people still be able, going to be able to get fish? Or is it kind of one of those things where the bulk of the run is passed through and we're going to give you a token time on the water yeah. to... Uh, in fish. this instance, they felt there was plenty of fish available. They are uh, slightly higher than the 10-year average on the recent return as of right now. There's well over 100 fish over Bonneville Dam currently as we speak. There was discussion back and forth between Washington State and Oregon and the fishery managers to decide when to truly open mm-hmm. and if they should just let it you know, be open and remain open, but then they're going to have a short closure and they're going to reopen again uh, in June. By the time we're open here, June 4th through the 15th, I would say... We're kind of into that that previous statement you just made. Like, are we on the right? We are. We're we're on the down the downhill trend by uh-huh. then. But this first uh, stint here, the twelfth through the twenty second, ten days, yeah, the fishing could be pretty good as we still have a lot of fish coming back. Um, you got a two adult hatchery salmonid retention opportunity, but be careful when you read that reg. Only one can be a hatchery chinook; the other can be a steelhead. So you are able to retain a steelhead on the Columbia as well. And uh, yeah, by uh, by chance, you do catch steelhead every once in a while on herring, believe it or not. Really? Yep. That's Come surprising. Anomaly, but it does happen. It happens down at Buoy 10 uh, more than you would think. So uh, get after it. You got uh, 10 days, and then it'll close for a stint, and then it'll be back open June 4th through the 15th. Plenty of uh, opportunity on the main stem, as well as a lot of other spots. Tommy, we got other things opening up. Yeah, we do. So there's also... Um, High school river retention, right? Which is something that mm-hmm. really doesn't come along that often. Um, this is a, a bank only opportunity. Um, cannot take a motorized vessel. And the dates for this are Monday, May 16th to Thursday, June 30th. So about two weeks. Yeah. Um, daily limit to hatchery schnook. Uh, minimum size 12 inches. So you can keep a jack as well. And then here's, here's one of the things that kind of caught my eye is that you, it is a mandatory retention of that hatchery snook. So you catch that first hatchery fish, 
over 12 inches, you got to keep it, right? 13-inch hatchery spring Chinook It's yours. Jack. Oh, it's take yours. it home, man. You're, you're taking it home. Look, they eat fantastic. Yep. But, yeah, so two-fish limit. I mean, that tells you that they're going to get more than enough fish for that hatchery yep. program on the icicle. And this is one, folks on the east side in that region, they look forward to this when they get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. When the icicle opens, that tells you, man, spring Chinook fishing this year is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I ran down this last week, <laughs> actually the day I left work uh, so that was monday monday morning dropped off all my stuff uh made a beeline down met the boys at drano chris tarvey mm-hmm. uh with brads and of course uh, scott uh call and then uh, alex was there and uh, got to fish with gary loomis and brad of brad's killer fishing gear getting a couple northwest icons in the boat and listen to those gentlemen discuss all facets of fishing and stuff you know gary's 82 brad's 60 264, mm-hmm. but just to listen to those guys talk on what's currently going on, things of the past, pretty amazing stuff. Oh, I bet. Now, the wind was blowing 30 miles an hour, and the weather absolutely sucked, and it was cold. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not Springer fishing. Oh, no, wait, yes, it is, if we're in you know, like February. Yeah, right. Right? right. So uh, Brad did manage to put one of the boat prior to me jumping in there, and then after that, it was... Oh, done so it's speed. your fault. Pretty much. Okay, yeah, I figured that yeah. was the case. But we do have a lot of tributary opportunity, and Drano is going to continue to fish mm-hmm. strong, and and uh, some of the other tributaries we've spoke of uh, as of late and out there on the coast, Old Duck seems to be kicking out some fish. Uh, these rivers are going up. I had put a post on our Facebook page today, are you done with Maybember yet, and showed mm-hmm. a spike in a local river, the amount of rainfall here in this Olympia area, this region, well over an inch in the next 36 hours. Yeah. So. That's a lot of rain for mid-May. It you know, and the temperatures aren't getting any warmer. We're down to 37 degrees at night. It's just it's got that chill in the air. Well, my hands are getting so cold. I feel like we're fall fishing, uh-huh. and it's like you know May May 12th. Yeah, <laughs> you're kind of yeah. like, what is going on? So yeah, I've been thinking the same thing. I mean, the ocean has been kind of the same way, right? Mm-hmm. We've had halibut openers, but it's been blowing. I mean, it, today was another example. It was a it was a gale warning in effect until this morning at about 6 a.m. and right. then it was downgraded to a small craft advisory, right? Oh, lucky. So so <laughs> nobody nobody went out today. Right, it was yeah. rough. Yeah, I mean, we got windows of weather to go out, and when guys have been getting out, I've seen some great uh, mm-hmm. photo ops, you know, some nice link cod, obviously Puget yep. Sound and the ocean opportunity. Yeah. And, of course, the halibut pictures are rolling in, and, uh, you know, we're just hoping at least would decide to maybe lay down by June. We've got some salmon openers coming up, right? That would be up, nice. Right? So we'll get there. We'll hopefully get there before too long. This is a this is an anomaly for the weather this year. It's really uh, pretty pretty uh, complex. It to is. Say the least. Yeah. So, uh, all right, moving along. Well, of course, we uh, we do have the second annual Fish at Northwest Summit Lake Community Kids Trout Derby Saturday the twenty first. That's coming up relatively quick. I'm gonna um, be on the road this weekend for a turkey hunt. When I get back, it's all in, man. We got to get this final week getting ready for this derby. Well over 100 kids are going to be attending this year. We're pretty excited. Lots of sponsors have jumped on board. we got a lot of good stuff going on. Starts at daylight. You can show up, start fishing the lake here. we got the public ramp right next to the house, believe it or not. And um, weigh in. We'll be ready to set up for weigh in by 8 a.m. Um, participants can show up with your limit if you're done uh, by 8 a.m. And, of course, you must be in line to weigh in your fish or your catch by 11 a.m. And a line will form. And we'll just work through the process, get you registered in. Um, get all the weights completed, and then we'll be awarding prizes, lots of different categories, biggest trout, biggest kokanee, biggest rando category, Tommy, perch, catfish, bass. Um, Most weight five trout lemon, and of course, most weight team of three, uh, largest uh, trout by each participant. Everybody wins prizes. That's awesome. That that turns in fish. Of course, you get a free raffle ticket, free 
custom t-shirt designed by Fish Out Northwest and RT Prince. So every kid's getting a custom t-shirt and a bunch of prizes awarded. We're also going to have adult raffle this year. We'll have grab bags for adults. There might be some uh, spirits in the bag, so to speak. There we go. And a lot of uh, tackle opportunities and uh, just more stuff than we know what to do with. A lot of it's here at the house and upstairs, and this place looks like a tornado went through here. So um, looking forward to working hard this next week, get ready for this. But if you haven't pre-registered, and the reason we're asking for that, pre-register your kids' names, ages, and their shirt sizes. We're just trying to gauge a proper, you know, approximately how many shirts we need and, and sizes, of course. But uh, going to be a great time. Summit Community is going to have uh, food there. We're going to have uh, FHN swag there for sale. And uh, some local businesses will be there promoting their businesses. And, of course, uh, it's all about the kids. And we're anticipating a good turnout. And, yes, Tommy, the weather should be fantastic that day, as far as I know. Amen to that. So we're looking forward yeah. to it. Second annual, and this thing's blowing up. Uh, really appreciate everybody's support in that regard. Um, Going to be a good time. You, my friend, just back from the southeast region and did a little did a little fishing, it looked like, and it it had nothing to do with kokanee. I was just it had nothing to do with kokanee, but you know I what? Be honest. I would have loved to have a kokanee to bridal rig and send out for, <laughs> yes. for a nice elephant tail. Well, you should call me up. I would have sent you a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think I could have kept them live? Mm, no. That would have been a tough one, huh? Yeah, be yeah, a, yeah. Be a tough one. Now. No, you know what? I, I just, every time I go to Florida, I realize that I was born in the wrong state. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I go down there. Every time? There is just such a diversity of fishing opportunities. It doesn't matter when you go down there. There's always an opportunity. Right. You know, you go down in there in the winter. It's like Wahoo and Sailfish. You roll into the spring. You get this blackfin tuna run. You roll into kind of that spring-summer time frame. You can run across to the Bahamas. I want to put this into perspective for you, okay? Okay. Because this, yep. this, this is how I think of it, right? We will go out of Westport. And drive our our little cheap, you know, thirty foot boats. Yeah, eighty miles one way, eighty five nautical miles one way, mm-hmm. to catch a handful of albacore tuna. Right. Yeah, we in have, a day. We, we have done that in a day. Right. Yeah. We right. You that. you were part of that effort yeah. last year, right? Yeah, eighty three nautical miles. miles. Yeah. Um, now that was a good day of fishing. We got yeah, thirty two right. tuna. Mm-hmm. Right. Which yeah. I, which actually happened to be the best day of the year. And it was actually a thirty four foot boat, so it was pretty. pretty yeah, 30, pretty. 35 foot, 22,000 pound. But, you know, you who's know, keeping who, track of the not, math? We're not tracking that. Um, yeah. Or you can go 79.4 nautical miles from Hillsboro Inlet, mm-hmm. right, uh, out of South Florida, mm-hmm. over to the Port of Lucaya on Grand Bahama Island. Mm-hmm. Make that your home base for three days, and you can fish for everything. Yellowfin tuna, you can fish for wahoo, you can yep. fish for, you know, mai mai. They've got deep dropping for snapper and all sorts of grouper. You I can you dive. Better, better weather than we had. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. How long it was did it take you to get there? 74 miles. Um, you know, it was it was a little snotty, so it actually took us about three hours to get over okay. there. Okay. Yeah. Similar yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But um, but once we got over there, the wind laid down, mm-hmm. um, and we were able to operate. So the first day was spent checking into customs, you know, yeah. kind of getting settled in our hotel room, and then you know the it's it's kind of interesting, right? Because when we do our fisheries, I, I'm always comparing fishery one fishery to another, right? When I when we do albacore, right? For me, it's a three thirty wake up time, three mm-hmm. thirty a.m. Got to wake up. Um, got to start getting all the gear out, get everything planned, right? Get ready to go to the bait receiver, pick up bait. Um, over in the Bahamas, you're on Bahama time. Yeah. So you, you know, you got two choices. You can hit these tuna early in the morning or you can wait for that afternoon evening bite. Um, but they're really not super active during the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of sink out there at a little bit deeper. Um, you know, they're, they're a little deeper in the water column. And so, you know, we just slept in. 
which is, it feels really weird for me. And I got to tell you, I was super uncomfortable doing it. Serious? Oh, yeah. You were kind of like, I'm like, hey, man, we, you know, like, I, I came hey, all the way, I came all the way here yeah. from, from Washington. Yeah. I, I want to fish like 24 yeah. seven. I mean, I could have probably stayed up for three days straight, but we slept in uh, much to my chagrin. We got out there, we did a little bit of Wahoo fishing, um, hooked one, lost it, okay. Did some deep drops, got some yellow eye snapper in about a thousand feet of water, oh. um, which is a trick in and of itself. And then we did what, what, what is my passion, which is tuna fishing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at about um, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we point the bow south and we head into um, the channel, right? And there's a series of canyons that kind of reside in the channel. And all of a sudden, you know, we had our open array Raymarine radar, put it in bird mode, and you start looking at the radar, and all of a sudden there's these blips on the radar. And you go, okay, um, let's go check that out. You know, mile off the bow, head up, boom, there's frigates working, there's birds working. You look below the birds, and there's tuna blowing out of the water, and mm. you go, okay, I'm familiar with this <laughs> game, game. on, right? Right? And it, yeah. is, it is, in that aspect of it, it is very similar to our albacore tuna fishery. Gotcha. Like, almost identical. Um, so you set up upwind, upswell of them. Um, you figure out which direction they're headed. You try to cut them off. Um, you send live baits out, you start chunking and pretty soon those tuna find that, that chum slick mm-hmm. and they follow it up until they hammer your baits and then, and then you're on. Now here's the thing that's different. You're, you're contending with, you know, I don't know, anywhere from 200 pound to 600 pound sharks. Okay. So they know what you're doing. It's almost like they're trained. <laughs> you get into that area, you hook a tuna they know that you're hooked up to that tuna. So it's like our, our pinniped issue. It is it is exactly right? like mm-hmm. that. And actually, in this picture, you can see there is a chunk missing out of the bottom end yeah, of that tuna. Yeah, I noticed that. Yep. Uh-huh. Shark bite. I mean, that's about a 75-pound tuna, or was about a 75-pound tuna until the chunk got taken out. Uh-huh. But um, we were still able to get some gaffs in that fish until we lost the entire fish. But you lose, you, unfortunately, you lose a lot of tuna to sharks. Um, you really do. Do you really? You do. You do. Um, and so it's always this game. I mean, you get hooked up, you put the heat on the fish. Oh yeah. We're using, you notice, I mean, these tuna are anywhere from like 30 pounds and then on the high side, a hundred pounds, you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. but we're using 50 wides and we're, we're putting a lot of drag on these fish cause you want to get them to the boat sure. before the shark gets them. Yeah. Um, and so went over there, we fished a couple days of tuna, um, and then kind of headed South and hit some, uh, more snapper. And then, um, oh, we found, you, you'd be surprised, you know, we, we go out here and we look for weed lines, right? And we'll find um, a kelp patty that's maybe, like, if we found something the size of your desk, mm-hmm. we would be stoked, like, happy oh, to yeah. find, you know, kelp right, in the middle of right, the ocean right. looking just for fun, albacore, just, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Over there, there's, like, acres and acres and acres of sargasm weed, right? Rolled up, and you can just, you can see the mahi swimming, underneath Is the weed right? line you can't about that so we rolled up and it's just man you hook one and it's like the other ones are so intrigued by what happened to the one fish they just sit there and follow it around when it's on your line and so then you throw another bait in the water and then you hook another one and they're jumping all around the boat and pretty soon you got three on and then four on and so we loaded the boat like that a couple times just on mahi huh you know just phenomenal no shark issue no shark issue there mm-hmm. um you know, kind of did that program for a while and then headed back to headed back to Florida. And um, once back in Florida waters, we made a couple deep drops. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I say deep drops, this is like the ultimate bottom fishing. Okay, you know we go out and we fish halibut, lingcod, right? And we're our average depth is maybe like 400 to 600 feet, maybe 700 feet mm-hmm. on a super deep drop. If we're going for black cod, it's a thousand feet, right? Yeah. Okay. We're fishing in 1,700 feet of water for swordfish. When you told me that earlier, I was like, say that again. Seven, <laughs> yeah. Seven, 1,700 feet. 1,700 yeah. feet, yeah. And yeah. we use, uh, you know, we don't we don't use nearly the weight right. that you have expressed to me. I, if and, I do, it's yep. on a downrigger. Right. To be honest, right. right? Yeah, we're using basically downrigger balls yeah. for lead. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that, you know, in that Gulf Stream current, you have a lot of current. You know, here on a given day, we may have like a knot, knot and a half. I'm talking like ocean current. I'm not talking about the wind pushing the boat. Sure. Right. Over there, um, in parts of the Gulf Stream, parts of the year, you can get up to like four knots, five knots of current. I mean, you can get a lot of current over there. It's ripping. And so you're basically back trolling, okay, on the bottom yeah. in 1,700 feet of water. 10 pounds of weight. Right. 10 pounds of lead. And then you've got like a 150-foot wind-on leader that's 250-pound mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm to a 10-out hook with a menagerie of baits. I mean, anything that you can imagine from eels to squid to small mackerel to tuna. A kokanee would actually work really well. (laughs) I'm sure I I mean, it really really (laughs) would. Um, And you are watching this rod tip, okay? And you are looking for just the most minute deflection in the rod tip. It is the most boring fishing you can do until you get hooked up. And then it is the most exciting thing that ever happened. In fact, you told me... That swordfish, that picture Jordan had just put up, 10 pounds of, of weight on the line, yeah, on the bottom, 1,700 feet of yes. water. And the setup procedure for doing that, uh, I was just like, what? This is, wow. Right. Yeah. Right. And of yeah, course. It's just, it's just crazy. I mean, it's nothing. It Nothing we do here is even close to anything like that. No, it isn't. There's nothing isn't. we do. Right? It isn't. So, yeah. Uh, Great trip. Can't wait to go back. No. Sure. Yeah. Like, I, first I didn't, time to the Bahamas fishing? That was a, yeah, that was my first time in the Bahamas. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. First time setting up on Yellowfin over there. Okay. Um, but again, a lot of a lot of similarities between the different tuna fisheries. Yeah. So outstanding. Yeah, very cool to see. Good trip. Yep. Good trip. Now we just gotta get out on the salt here. That's huh? right. I mean we got some help right. to go get. get we need the wind to lay down and cooperate. Yeah. yeah. Um yep. I need a baby to come. Um, so I can get that June out 6th. of the way. Yep. 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 On my dad's anniversary. As my dad would always say, hey, uh, historically, a lot of folks don't know this. There's actually two D-Days. Yeah. yeah. June 6th, and then, of course, the wedding. So, uh, all right, buddy. Good stuff. Uh, glad you made it back, back safe. Had a spectacular trip, as yep. per usual. And uh, appreciate that uh, fish you brought me. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, Was I supposed to bring something? Mm, Sorry, right. I came from work. That's all right. Yeah, you're good. All right, running down the show, Mr. Thomas, we have a heck of a show lined up here tonight. We have guests in studio waiting patiently, if they're not sleeping after that meal, uh, Shing shoved down their throat. So, uh, Fly Navarro, if you haven't heard of him, you're going to. No BS, also the owner of Fly Zone. He's in from Florida, Tommy, and uh, he's actually a board member here. He is. Fishing Outdoors in Washington State. Crazy story. How that all came together. Uh, and if you don't know, well, as I said, who Fly is, you will by the time we are done tonight. Then we're going to jump into the Bay Lab. Yes, Tommy, I had to mix in a little freshwater content for our freshwater folks that follow right. us week in and week out. The Springer fishing is doing pretty doggone good, and the tributaries are firing up, and there's still plenty of opportunity all the way through June. So we're going to jump back in the Bay Lab and show you how I like to rig my vertical presentation for fishing bait under a float 
it works for me, both fall and spring Chinook. And there's reasons I do the things I do because it's proven success. So stick around for that. Bait Lab coming at you mid-show. Um, then we're going to bring on some folks from Mission Outdoors, Tommy. Uh, Ryan uh, Elwell and, of course, he's president and CEO. And then Shannon Hansen, executive director, are here. Mission Outdoors, who are they? What do they do? And uh, some of the events they host kind of blew my mind how much they're involved with here. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll close that out with uh, the gang here. We're going to talk specifically about the WTC, the Washington Tuna Classic, which you are actually pretty familiar with. I am. Been fishing it since <laughs> 2009, which is when we had the very first Washington mm-hmm. Tuna Classic. Mm-hmm. And one have at a not, time or two. Yep, have not missed a single one. Right. Yep. So looking forward to that because a lot of changes have come about based on uh, mm-hmm. things in the past. And <clears throat> looking forward to getting that information out early, early and often, as they say. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, don't go anywhere. Going to jump out for a quick break. When we come back from uh, that, we're going to introduce you to Fly, Fly Navarro. I'm sure if you do know who he is, you follow him, and for good reason. If you don't, stick around. This guy is going to blow your mind. Don't go anywhere. A couple minute break. We'll be back right here at Fish on Northwest. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. It's easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria. Draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details, like price and square footage, right at your fingertips. Or check out your saved homes displayed on the map. Welcome back, Fish Hunt Northwest, Wedding Land, and yes, Tommy Donlin decided to join me tonight, but I would do mm-hmm. a disservice. Fly, you got to bring us back in. How do we do it? And we're back. There you go. Hello, sitting here with the boys from the Pacific Northwest. Fly tomorrow, fellas. No BS. That's right. <laughs> How did that work? Was that good? That was good. Perfect. That yeah. Was good. It's like you practice that maybe yeah, a time or two. Maybe it's yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. You've done it once or twice. So <laughs> can I give one little shout out? Please Big do. Shout out to my boy AJ. He's in Oregon. Uh, he did a shout out on on Facebook. So nice. Uh, Told all his buddies to watch your guys' show. So okay, awesome. just want to give him a little shout out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the studio. Thank. What a great studio. Thank you for supper. Yeah, supper was delicious. Yeah. Uh, I I think it was. I got to give a big shout out to your wife yeah. for the uh, Mexican food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know she's watching. She was. She was nervous. She was nervous. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's uh, uh, it just makes you we should yeah. roast a pig out here. There you go. Oh, hey, we do a that, pig yeah. roast. Let's do I'm it. I'm all over yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah. can do pig roast in this weather. Look, there you're no you stranger to the Northwest and the rain and the weather we get here, but uh, first time in the studio, I'm glad you took time out of your busy schedule. You do have a few things going on, by the way. So, mm-hmm. uh, before mm-hmm. we get into that, I, so 
a couple months ago, Tommy's like, hey, we got to get Fly Navarro up here. Uh, I think it'd be good to get him on the show and all the things we could talk about. And I said, yeah, okay. Let me check out who this guy is, right? So I start perusing around, checking out your social media and whatnot. On Facebook, you say, owner of Fly Zone Fishing and traveling the world's greatest fishing destinations and sharing how. And I'm like, okay, sharing what? Well, we'll get into that. But then I started looking at your uh, LinkedIn and things. I'm thinking, well, how much stuff does this guy got going on? You are a board member of directors, the Bill Fish Foundation, technical advisor, international commission for the conservation of Atlantic tunas. We can do a whole show on that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. So book author, 2020, best catch, right? Yep. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, founder of Fly Zone Fishing, of course. Uh, field editor, Marlin Magazine. Tournament director, World Cup Blue Marlin Tournament. President of the Fly Zone, LLC. And we don't have time just to keep going. So you got a few things going on. I don't think we're going to have a lack of topics of conversation tonight. Uh, no, no, right? absolutely So not. Um, let's kind of let's just delve right in, um, talk about... How you got started in the industry? I mean, it's all like fishing related for the most part. Everything. How does a guy get so busy, so immersed in it? What was the genesis of all this? Uh, I started fishing for fun at five years old, mm -hmm. uh, just like anybody else. My dad took us out fishing. Uh, my brother uh, describes it the best. I'm never happy with the status quo. Uh, if I'm fishing five days a week, I should be fishing seven days a week. Right. If you're fishing seven hours a day, I should be fishing 10 hours a day. So everything I do, I always got to take it to the next level. I got an offer to, when I was 18, I was in college to go to Central America to go fishing. A buddy of mine, his dad said, hey, uh, I need a deckhand. Mm. Uh, I want to go to Mexico this summer. And I said, man, I don't know anything about big boats. Um, and he says, I will teach you about big boats. I just need someone to speak Spanish. So I said, okay, let's go. So once I got down to Mexico right. and people said, you're bilingual, you're coming with me. Uh -huh. And that kind of just kicked off my career uh, in fishing. I did uh, graduate from college with a two-year degree to be a teacher. I wanted to uh, end up being a guidance counselor. I want to teach. And luckily for me, I found my passion. And now, 30 years later, I, I now get to teach my you passion. teaching, yeah, I'm absolutely. teaching. Mm -hmm. And as you went through that whole list, um, one of the biggest things that I'm a proponent of is education. Education yeah. in everything. Right. So mm -hmm. it's not just catching the fish. It's conservation. Mm -hmm. It's the people that participate in our fishing. So if you go ahead and, and you look at all those things between ICAT, I've been on uh, the advisory panel for HMS now seven or eight years. Yeah. Uh, that is good information about our fishery. So with that good information, I want to make sure it gets out to all the people. Mm -hmm. And also how these, uh, our management is being um how the fish are being managed. A lot of people, they like to complain about mismanagement of stock, but what they don't understand is the lengthy process that it takes. And um, we don't have time to go into fisheries on the show right now, but... That'll uh, be the next time you're Yeah, here. we can have yeah, you back. Yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, but, trust us. Yeah, we get it. What I try it. to do is pass mm -hmm. on that information. So all of my companies, and you've only listed a few of them there, right, right. but it's all about trying to connect people with this passion that we have, which is fishing and hunting. Mm -hmm. uh, and really, it's it's being outdoors. And I'm going to say this quote. I've said it a million times, and I'm going to say it another million. 
there's a difference between catching and fishing or hunting and killing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, killing, uh, killing is squeezing that trigger. Uh, f- catching is reeling in that fish. Fishing is this. It's hanging out, yeah. making friends, making relationships, building a network. Uh, because you end up wanting to go fishing with people that you like, people that you like spending time with. So that's a, that's a big misconte- misconception that people have. Uh, one thing I don't like how fishing has always been portrayed, oh, you just sit there and I, I get bored. No, fishing is is getting the opportunity mm-hmm. to sit here and talk. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Tell yeah. me a little bit about yourself. Um, and then uh, I did that for a living for 25 years, and then I got the opportunity to, well, it wasn't even an opportunity. I kind of backed into a business. I backed into social media marketing because I was inadvertently uh, promoting myself. And before you know it, I'm fishing 300 days, and it's like, let's put on some events. Sure. Let's create more content. Let's put more Mm -hmm. stuff out there. And as you start doing that, um, you really realize there's more to it than just putting out content. There's there's a lot of business uh, that's behind our industry, mm-hmm. whether the, the whole sport fishing industry between being a mechanic, painting boats, being a captain, being a fisherman, there's so many different aspects about it. Mm-hmm. And I like for people to know what our industry is about. And what one of the things that I love, and this is a perfect example, uh, where I grew up, and where I grew up with my family, going on vacation was going to visit your grandparents. Sure. But because of this sport, here I am completely on the opposite end of our country, hanging out with some really cool dudes, talking about fishing that is totally different than what I grew up to. And like right. you said, you were born mm-hmm. in the wrong state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you were born in the right state. You've just now get to experience other things. Just like I grew up in Florida, and what was the first thing over dinner tonight? I'm ready to move out. Yeah. And why? Because you want to experience new sure. ways of fishing. You take what you learned here in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. and you can go to the Bahamas. You can take that and go to the Caribbean. You can go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've had some great opportunities to go all over the world and go fishing. And you get to share what you learn here and take it over there. Yeah. Yep. And you learn what they do and then you bring it back home. So... It's um, fishing's a unique sport because mm-hmm. of that. I've been on yep. a lot of boats where I was the only person that spoke English, mm-hmm. and but we all spoke fishing. Yeah, we all spoke fishing, yep. and you can spend ten days hanging out with everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. so fishing's a, a great uniter. Exactly, right? exactly. It's a huge uniter. Yeah. It is. Now that that's a huge draw for me. Is that <clears throat> you know we have tuna here, albacore tuna. Go to Florida, you've got blackfin, you've got bonita, you got, you know, and then you go to the Bahamas, you got yellowfin there, but you also have yellowfin if you go to Cabo. You have yellowfin if you go to Puerto Vallarta, you got yellowfin if you go to Kona, right? And it's like, you know, part of the, you know, the magnificent part of fishing around the world, along with those relationships, is like learning about the local culture and how they fish for that, that same species of fish. The same exact yellowfin tuna that exists in Kona exists in the Bahamas. But there's a different approach, right? You know, we were talking like, you know, you can go to Hawaii, you can maki dog it, you can go to Cabo and you can fly a kite behind the boat going six and a half knots on a porpoise school with a yummy flyer, or you can go to the Bahamas and you can chunk and run live bait, or you control for them. And that's part of the the really cool piece about going from spot to spot to spot 
um, around the world. And that's something that I really admire about what you've been able to do with your lifetime is you've gotten, you know, and a lot of people are jealous, by the way, because you've, you've gotten the opportunity to experience the world, right? All of these different places and be a part of all of these different cultures and these different ways of fishing. And I just, I have to ask, like, out of everything you've done, what's your favorite fishery? Oh, what's my favorite fishery? What's your favorite fishery? Hands down, the four years I spent living in Venezuela, the best fishing I have ever, ever, ever seen. Uh, I I saw some National Geographic kind of stuff. (laughs) I saw uh, one of the things I remember seeing vividly uh, was a pod of killer whales playing with a 300-pound leatherback. They were teaching the young how to flip it over on its back. And we just kept doing circles watching this yeah. before the big male decided, okay, that's enough playing around. And he goes right in the middle, chops this thing in half, bites it, and they all come in and finish eating it off. Um, then yeah. there was another time uh, we saw some birds working. We get over there. It was a whale shark feeding on the surface. And you're like, oh, there's some sardines on the back and some black fins eating the sardines. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's get close enough to look at it. Just as you pass it, you see all these white marlin from underneath the, oh, the whale really? shark come pile up on your on your your spread well you catch your three or four whites you look at oh, hey where are the birds again oh there's five packs of birds so you go by one same thing happens you get covered up with white marlin again then you look up and there's 25 whale sharks uh. So, by far, the best fishery as a whole that I've been a part of. Uh, But Nova Scotia, Canada, Mm -hmm. uh, hand-feeding 1,000-pound tunas, uh, swimming. Uh, If anybody's seen my social media, there's a picture of me. I was trying to get a selfie with a 1,000-pound tuna. (laughs) And I'm in the water, and I'll show you after we get off air. There's a fish that we we estimated about 1,100 pounds, Mm. and... I have myself, I have an 18-foot selfie stick, but I can. I only had it out to six foot because the water was so green. The visibility yeah. was so bad. Yep. And uh, we had four fish swimming around me. They were throwing herring on my back. As it was rolling <laughs> up. These eight, nine hundred thousand pound yeah. bluefish yeah, are rolling on you. Fish, right. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. It's crazy. Uh, great Barrier Reef was great. Yeah. Um, but again, for me, it boils back to the people. Uh-huh. It boils back to the people because uh, the fish is always constant. Sure. It's the people you meet uh, when you go to Canada, when you go to Venezuela, you, you go, go to straight Japan. to all these different areas around the world. You're naming all those different cultures. You've basically, you know, got in with, learned you languages, yourself, yeah. people, what they do, how they approach this stuff. You know what. What gets them up every day to go and pursue some of these fish, right? And exactly. how they prepare it at a meal and share with with guests. I mean, all those different cultures across the world just be amazing. I am jealous. Yeah, that, I'm is, jealous. that is, and, and like you said, fishing is fishing, but it's all this other stuff that intertwines, exactly. right? Brings persons of different cultures, different languages, different personalities, different likes together, and you find common ground, even if it's unspoken, which is unique in and of itself, right? Exactly, yeah, so. and. You, you use the word jealous or envious, but that's why I share it to social media Absolutely. because there's yeah. a lot of people that they're, they have a family, they can't travel. They, right. That's why I put it on social media. Hey, listen, this yeah. is, look at it. And people call me up, hey, I, I have a vacation. I'm thinking of these three spots. I know you've been to two of them. Right. This is the guy you should talk to if you go here. This is the guy you should talk to if you go there. Mm-hmm. So I look at it, I, personally, I look at it, at it as I want to share it with anybody that wants to look. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. uh, because I get it. There's envy, but I, I do it because I, I want to share it with people. Mm-hmm. I want people to say, hey, listen, you can do this. We can all do this. Yeah. You know, uh, if you put your mind to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I, I can't, though, look at your social media every morning because I would not be able to focus. You can't go to work. During the day. <laughs> I would not be able to work. You're okay. supposed to be designing right. airplanes and people yeah, rely on right, you being right. engaged. If, if my mind Tommy, started right? every day with that, like, oh, what if I was in Venezuela or what if I was in <sighs> Panama? I would just, no, that would not work. Right. That your supervisor comes to you and say, Tommy, I couldn't help but notice with this. This tail section on this triple seven <laughs> resembles looks a lot like a Dorado. Looks like a Dorado tail. I have, maybe I'm off base here. There? Yeah, what's going on, right? So, so I, you know what? I'm going to put you on the spot now. Now, now, now that you you're talking about you being on a plane. So, anytime I send anything out, I have these little bobblehead stickers. I put, it's a face of me. I was in Thule, Saudi Arabia, and we had uh, some fried fish. And fish when they f- fried it. It froze with its mouth open. So it was me and this fish. Well, somebody got that picture, made it into a little bobblehead sticker, and started posting it all over the northeast (laughs) of the United States. (laughs) And I'm like, man, what a great idea. So I bought a 1,000 of them. Anytime I send out any of my swag, when I was sending out my book. So what I would like, I'm (laughs) going to send you a couple of these stickers. I want you to put them on the inside of a plane where nobody will ever yeah. see it. Ah. And then 20 years from now... He will never get a pass yeah. inspection. Yeah. It's like, no, you know, not in happening. In the airplane world, we have a word for that. It's yeah. called FOD, which is foreign object debris. That does not fly. Foreign that object no fly debris. Zone. That is no fly zone. Oh, man. Sorry, Your last buddy. day. Your last Your day. Last day. Yes. You might find Sneak its way onto a toolbox or something like there that. There you go. Okay, that's about Close proximity. It. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. No FODs in the Boeing plan. <laughs> hey, uh, Fly, we opened up with your tagline, and we're back. And if you jump on your social media and watch a lot of your presentations, you, you know, your podcasts, your how-tos, all the things you got going, where'd that, where, what's the genesis for that? How'd that come to be? So uh, I was telling you guys earlier that I was always looking for more content. And the very first time I started doing educational videos, how-tos, uh, we were doing bait rigging. I was there with Tyler Beckford of Teaser Bait Company. And I was nervous. I was nervous in front of a camera. So I needed something like uh, ready, set, action. Uh-huh. So... Uh, I used to watch Mike and Mike in the morning all the time, and they used to do, say, and we're back better than ever. And I just started coming out, and we're back. And that was kind of like switching from Robert Navarro to Fly Navarro for me. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the fly zone. We're, I'm in a zone. Now yeah. we're on camera. We're talking. And then people always say, why do you always say we uh, instead of I? Okay, mm-hmm. and now uh-huh. I'm back. I go, well, I feel like I'm talking with the fishing community as right. a whole. Right. We, right. We're right. Back. We are back. All of yes. us are back. So that's where, and we're back. And uh, it switches me from a level two up to a level 10. Because mm-hmm. I'm excited. I like to be on camera. I like to be talking about fishing. So uh, that's that's where it came from. And right. That's awesome. I love that. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We've been hanging out now here for two hours. And, you know, other than just having a loud voice, 
I've been kind of mellow. It's been a long day. We were doing all kinds of stuff. But the moment I say it on camera, now it just, boom. Yep. You take it to a different level. And that's, and, just, and that's yep. what being in the fly zone, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is all about. It's taking your fishing or your outdoor experience to a different level. Yeah. And whatever your level is, I'm not trying to tell you to compete with nope. me. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, whatever your level is, if you take it to a new level, now you're in the fly zone. Yeah. Yep. Coconut fishing is what, a level four? Tuna yeah. fishing, level 10. Level 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. but you say it's not about what you're fishing I know, for. I know. It's about <laughs> how you. How you go about that. How, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. If, yeah. if you show up uh, at four o'clock in the morning and there's nobody there and everybody starts showing up and they're like, yeah. how did he beat me here? Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what that is. Right. You, and know. you know what? It's just in the zone. I mean, I don't care what your fishery is, right? Like, I've had years out here on my simple little lake in my backyard where I was fishing for WDFW. Yeah, they're kokanee, but they wanted to do research. So they said, hey, you know what? You don't have to worry about two rods. You want to run all three downriggers? Great. I'm out there learning myself to go, you know, the fact that I'm running the boat in the wind, running three rods, trying to keep one or two in the water at all times, netting fish, mm-hmm. bonging fish, putting fish in the box, redeploying gear, up and down the downriggers and just catching as many as I can, just makes you a better fisherman. Because you're doing all this by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Gosh, you get a couple extra people on the boat and just focus on like one or two things. You're just like, you're on cruise control. But Tommy makes fun of it. But I'm telling you, it's like, if you can just have enjoyment in whatever it is you're doing and you challenge yourself to like try to do more, try to do better, try to be better next time or figure out what your failures were. To me, it's just all inclusive. I don't care if it's Kokanee. I don't care if it's getting him on Mm -hmm. River Chinook first time, eggs under a bobber. I mean, it all is an experience every day you go out on the water. Correction, correction. I would never make fun of a fishery, but I will make fun of you. There's, there's, a, there's a difference there. There is a distinct difference. I and have how? nothing against kokanee fishing. Oh. It's just you. Oh, yeah. gotcha. So I just want to put that out there. That gotcha. Wasn't, okay. That wasn't me. That That's usually something I would say, but I don't say <laughs> Tommy will say it every week. I'm used to it. So. Okay. Before we get out of here. So I got to ask you this mm-hmm. question. Um, so I was, I don't think that... It, when we were fishing the Washington Tuna Classic last year out of Westport, Washington, I did not know that you were going to be there. And I'm walking down the dock, you know, typical scene, Westport, and it's kind of, it was an overcast day, kind of cloudy, a little bit cold for, for August. And I look over and I go, Fly Navarro, what in the hell is he doing here? And I just saw you and I'm like, oh, he looks cold. He looks cold. And I walked up, introduced myself, and I'm like, what are you doing here? And you're like... I'm a board member now for the for the Washington Tuna Classic, and I'm helping out. How did that happen? So, uh, again, because of COVID, we all got locked down, and somehow I got asked to write my first book. So I was writing. I didn't want to write a book about myself. I wanted to write a book about our sport. Mm-hmm. So I figured... Uh, one thing about tournaments that I, what one thing that I like about tournaments, and I don't fish very many tournaments. Uh, one thing I like about it is it gives everybody um, a common reason to get together, and that's what I like about it. it you get a lot of like-minded folks in the same area. Um, you go to a tournament in Washington, it's going to be totally different than a tournament mm-hmm. in South Florida. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I wanted to write a book on the top 60 tournaments mm-hmm. of the United States and, or of the Americas. And uh, I was doing a lot of research because we were locked down. We didn't have nothing else to do. Yeah. So 
one of the things that caught my attention about the Washington Tuna Classic, it wasn't even the veteran component that caught me. It was the fact that all the fish that, that that's caught during the tournament gets canned and given uh, to the local food banks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, how cool is that? And as we started doing uh, more research, then I realized, you know, there's a, there's a veteran component to it. And it, it, it's funny because we talked about it at dinner. I called Shannon and I called Shannon and I called Shannon. <laughs> and, Who is uh, this guy? But yeah. it, it was so cool. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm persistent. I, I really am. I'm like a nag. I always tell everybody I'm, I'm a nag. I'm, I'm like the military's version of Psychops. You put me in front of somebody's house and I'll just talk until they give up. And finally, Shannon Sounds called me back and I'm like, I really want you guys in my book. I think what you guys are doing is really cool. And I didn't know about all the other stuff they were doing. I didn't realize all the clam fishing and the crabbing and the uh-huh. hunting and the, all this archery stuff. So uh, while we were out there, um, and actually at that time, I hadn't accepted the position on the okay, board you were yet. Just, you were just out there documenting. They, 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 they yeah. asked me during the Washington Tuna Classic, and uh, I said, listen, let's get this event over with, because I don't like to make decisions. I don't like making any decisions during an event. That's yeah. just my deal. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, uh, Ryan and Shannon and I got on a phone call, and I said, listen, I, I would love to be on the board with one prerequisite, and that is it can't be just for the Tuna Classic. It has to be for everything you guys do. I, I don't want to just do it for one, one event. event. Yeah. I want to help you guys do with everything you guys do. And, uh, but you got to know that I live in South Florida. I'm on the other mm-hmm. side of the country. Yeah. And I will come uh, up here whenever you guys need me. But if you have weekly meetings, I just can't come up every Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. right, I just right. can't do it. You know, so uh, they've been very flexible in letting me be on Zoom calls. Sure. And I think they even uh, started having some of their meetings earlier because I'm an early to bed kind of guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm usually in bed by nine o'clock. I wake mm-hmm. up at four. Yep. Uh, so they've been very flexible with that and what a great group of people uh, and what a great cause which I'm sure we're going to talk about absolutely. here in a little yeah, bit absolutely. so well, it's pretty cool. exciting that you're involved I mean yeah. again all the way down there southeast and they're up here in the little corner of the northwest and I mean again fishing right brings people together exactly and uh, there's a prime example of what's going on and we're going to get more into that so uh, really good uh, opening content love your energy lots of folks chiming in here I'm trying to keep up with all the comments and stuff but everybody's just like oh my god this guy is uh, unbelievable. So uh, we're going to keep it rolling. But before we do that, we're going to jump out for a quick break. Come back. Going to be in the bait lab. Yes, Tommy. We're going to show a little bit of how-to on your bobber and egg fishing for spring Chinook. Why? Because it's relevant and timely, my friend. Huh? All right. Let's see it. Not to mention, we're going to be out there at Westport this year putting little anchovies under bobbers and getting those coho. Yes, we will. That'll yes, be we will. a kick in the pants. Something yes, we can we look will. forward to. Maybe Fly will come up and join us for that. Why? There we go. Saltwater fishing. So we're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. We'll be back in studio. We're going to uh, introduce you to the folks at Mission Outdoors. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in two minutes right here at Fish on Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride right here in Bremerton, Washington. Arima Boats offers all of our boats with Honda outboard packages so that you can take full advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard.
With literally thousands of Arima boats on the water throughout the Pacific Northwest, Arima boats are a proven hull design that offers incredible fuel economy and all of the amenities that a serious angler is looking for. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why we back our boats with a lifetime warranty. All of our Arima boats are designed to maximize deck space while also providing ample seating. Contact us today at Arima Boats for all your boating needs and let us help you get out on the water. Today, the need for quality private security services is at an all-time high. Contract Security Service provides day-to-day -day peace of mind as they protect people and property. Here at Phoenix, we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform, patrol, alarm monitoring, canine detection, executive protection, as well as investigative work. Phoenix client management models are built on understanding our clients' security needs and responding with a tailored program that is best fit for them. Phoenix provides excellent customer service through well-trained, highly motivated security professionals. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. Currently, we are comprised of 70% prior law enforcement and military veterans. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to www.phoenixprotectivecorps.com and apply today. <laughs> hey, welcome back in studio. Too much fun happening at the break, that is for sure. <laughs> you good? And we're back. And, and, we're, oh, back. and we're back. We're That's back. right. Yes, we are back here in studio. I want to introduce you guys to Ryan Elwell, President and CEO of Mission Outdoors. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You've been sitting over here at, uh, on the side, just kind of waiting to get in on this uh, circus. And Shannon is over here as well. Shannon Hansen, she'll be joining us later. She doesn't know that, but she will be joining us later as we talk about WTC. So, uh, Ryan, let's talk a little bit about uh, Mission Outdoors, what it's all about. What is the mission, I guess, of Mission Outdoors? The mission is lure the veteran out of their house and get them connected with a community that cares about them. So, we put any kind of event together we can think of. Um, anything that sounds fun, Washington Tuna Classic being the first event that I was involved with. And uh, you know, you create uh, a reason for them to leave their house and to bring their family and to get connected with guys like us that are doing okay in life and uh, can share our hobby with them and hopefully plant some seeds of hope. Oh, that's awesome. So you know, you're not just doing it for the vets too, you're doing it for their families as well. And I know you guys have a number of you know, activities for the kids. Tell us about that. What are some things? How do you get the rest of the family involved? Well, I'll tell you what. Fly and I both identify as five-year-olds. and <laughs> This is true. <laughs> I noticed that. Uh -huh. so, yeah. So <laughs> we've learned that. that if you get the, the kids out, you get the spouse. Right. And then the husband's supported and coming out, too. So yeah. um, if you can engage with the whole family, it's all about <laughs> the whole family unit being healthy. And what a great hobby to get kids started in. And uh, a lot of times the spouse will come, and they're a little bit stone-faced um, mm -hmm. they're not really into the fishing or archery or whatever it is we're doing but we find by the end of the weekend they've become uh, family members and uh, it's awesome to see so that's one of my big uh, passion points is getting the little guys out yeah because i still feel like a five-year-old well they're the, they're the future too they're the future fishing and hunting, right so um talk about how you land these particular veterans of all facets uh you know do people submit their names do they locate you guys uh, you know, at missionoutdoors.org. Kind of what's the process of how you, you know, get connected with these folks? 
It's, uh, it's, it, that's the challenge. And you've got veterans that have been out of the military for years. Um, they're carrying their baggage, their PTSD. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're trolling for these guys through our website and through word of mouth. And uh, our website definitely has information um, about how they can sign up. But we're also looking to other veterans that are doing okay to refer um, those vets and get them in. And uh, that's a big part of it, you know, just being out there in the community, meeting people. And realizing that this guy needs a hand and uh, getting them signed up that way is really our most effective way to get the guys in that need a hand. Um, the other thing we do that we don't talk about is we pull in active duty um, folks from first group down to JBLM. And these are guys that are all combat injured. Mm-hmm. Every one of those guys has seen combat and has, has some injury of some kind. And those guys are still working pretty hard. And there's generally a spouse and kids in, involved. And that's something we don't talk about. You know, we can't really share their names. We can't really say who they are, uh, but we create these events and they come and uh, it's amazing. And there really aren't any opportunities for them like that mm. um, to come out, to not be known. You know, they can say, my name's Mark Sparks and we're good with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know who we're serving because we're working with their leadership. Sure. And, and also their leadership will say, hey, this guy could use this. And we don't ask questions. We just provide the service. And a lot of times it grows into something kind of amazing. We do a 3D archery shoot up at Flint Tip in Edenclaw. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of my favorite events. It's private. Nobody knows about it. It's behind a lock gate. And uh, these vets come out. And uh, it's, it's absolutely amazing to see the transition over mm-hmm. three days. Um, and see them leave there and want to become members of the archery club because it's close enough to JBLM. They can come out. They can do it with their kids. These spouses are getting into it, and uh, it's just cool to see something, a seed start to sprout and grow in their life that mm. uh, they didn't expect. So, Awesome. T- tell us a little bit, Ryan, about um, how this thing started. Yeah. How did, how did Mission Outdoors start, and what drove you personally to found this organization? Um, well, I found myself in a position where I learned about a couple boats that broke down during the Tuna Classic back in 2013. A buddy was fishing the tournament and said, Ryan, will you bring your boat down? It's big enough to take these guys out. And I'm not a big tournament guy, really never have been, but I like hanging out with my friends. So I went down and took these guys out. And I fished with them for four days. We fished for salmon, for tuna. We crabbed. We just had a great time. And and really, uh, when Saturday came and the event was over, I thought, this is it. I did my part. You know, Now I'm going to get back to my regular programming of hanging out with my friends fishing. And um, shortly after that, I got text messages, I got a letter, I got an email from three of the seven guys that told me they were taking suicide off the table. Mm. And uh, it, was, it was shocking. And, and I thought, you know, that feels pretty good, though, because I used my selfish hobby to create some hope in these guys. Yeah. And so I thought I wanted to do it again. And so that was the first year of Salmon for Soldiers. So I took my uh-huh. boat from Westport all the way up to Everett and took a bunch of guys out there. And one of the guys on my boat, I didn't like him. I didn't like having him on my boat. He had a bad attitude. Um, And honestly, he scared me. Um, And we fished all day and I was just really looking forward to getting back to the dock. And I thought, I've got this out of my system. I'm good. You're done. (laughs) And the same thing happened. This guy sent me a text about a week later and said he went home and sold his Mustang GT500. And he's buying a boat, and he comes and fishes the Tuna Classic every year to this day. Mm. And uh, and I thought, well, shoot, i got to keep doing this. And I think I mentioned to you before we did this, it's like eating crack cocaine. I don't know if it's (laughs) – I've never done it, but I heard it's pretty good. But, yeah, and you (laughs) want more, right? this is like to me. I want to continue to help help these guys out. And so I got more involved in the Tuna Classic, 
And, uh, you know, I never dreamed that, uh, I never had a dream to take over a fishing event and do anything like this. I've got a great career. Mm -hmm. I got lots of friends, I got lots of boats, and I can have fun on my own, but uh, I had to do something. And so we ended up uh, forming Mission Outdoors to take over the Tuna Classic and kind of create some fundraising. It's expensive to put these events on, and it's super challenging. Yeah. And none of us know what we're doing. You know, I went to school for healthcare. I know hospitals. Right. Um, And this was something completely different, but I thought, if I don't do it, who will? Sure. And uh, and it's been great to see this thing grow, and it's been fun to learn and Mm -hmm. uh, learn about tournaments. And uh, guys like Tommy have been instrumental in sharing sound advice. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of funny, because if you watch the captain's meeting last year, you'll see Fly, myself, and Shannon, and the video starts out with, and we're back. <laughs> but my favorite Go part figure. is I put Fly on the spot during that right. captain's meeting. I said, you know, you should join our board, Fly. Yeah, yeah you did. I yes, kind of like this little Cuban guy. Like, <laughs> right, <"Dude." laughs> right. I kind of want to cuddle him, you know. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a cuddly little bear. Little bear, yeah. <laughs> That's how this whole thing's coming Cuban together. Bear. Back to yeah. Fly's point yeah. earlier, this is what fishing's all about. Right. You know, we're right. a family. We're doing great mm-hmm. things, and we're helping our brothers and sisters out, our, you know, National treasures. Yeah. That's what these families are. So it's super important to me. Well, they served. You've been called to serve. You're finding you your served. Yeah. I served. I mean, put in my time, but now it's like next chapter in life. And, you know, those doors open. You got to walk through them. Yeah. If you say no, then you miss out on a great opportunity of what's been put before you. So those doors open, you walk through them and you establish these friendships and, and just move forward with that. And you guys are doing amazing things. So. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about some of these veterans. You have ones suffering from PTSD, obviously. You have ones physically disabled. I mean, it's across the board, I would assume, and, and you're changing lives. I mean, that's, that's got to feel pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I think about, you know, if someone shows up at my door, like if Fly just showed up at my door, I'd be afraid, first of all. I oh, yeah, <laughs> I would be, too. If he showed up and said, I was scared I when I... he showed up out here. <laughs> I, yeah, we yeah. should be. I don't know, in that shirt, I'd, I'd probably be like, oh, what is he selling me? But yeah. <laughs> but if you have the crazy Cuban show up at your door and say, you know what, right. Ryan, it looks like you need a hand, buddy. You're right. not doing very right. well. I would say you should get the hell out of my driveway <laughs> and, and mean it. Right. And one of the things that I've learned um, with these vets is they don't trust us until they come to the event and mm-hmm. they hang around us. And... The way I phrase it is that we earn the right to give them a hand. Right. So it might start with a fishing trip. You know, it might start with archery. It might start with rod wrapping, building an AR-15. We're working on hot rod Humvee right now. I'm hoping to have that done at the Tuna Classic. Um, I mean, whatever these guys want to do, we'll do it. Yeah. Um, Paddleboard, we're wakeboarding, wake for warriors, all this stuff. Whatever it is to bring them out and build that friendship. Because then I find out that hey, this guy needs a hand transitioning out of the military. Mm-hmm. He's not sure how to do it. He's not sure what his life's going to be like without that structure. Mm-hmm. And so coming alongside them, I know lots of people in the private sector. I mean, that's my world. And that's where I think Mission Outdoors is unique. We have one veteran board member. The rest of us are civilians. Yeah. And we know that side of the world. And so coming alongside, listening earning the right to give them a hand through hanging out on a boat, you know, shooting bows, learning how to build bows, whatever it is we're doing. Um, it's kind of our, that's our secret sauce. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I've been able to experience that too. Um, and it is just, it's absolutely amazing. It's probably one of the best feelings in the world. So, um, really commend you guys for what you do. Mm-hmm. I really do. Absolutely. It's phenomenal. Thank you. 
Um, how about folks just everyday walk of life? They want to help out, support, volunteer, get involved somehow. They're not veterans. Maybe they don't even have veterans in their family, whatever, but they feel a need to maybe, you know, help out, lend a hand. You guys need volunteers to help out with some of these events? Or? Call Shannon. Call Shannon. Call Shannon, yep. <laughs> we all work for Shannon. Right. We, we don't get paid to make decisions. <laughs> right. I don't do anything without checking with Shannon. Yeah, I, well, you're yeah. a smart man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of the fun things, though, is that I meet people all the time. And uh, I met a colleague at Seattle Children's um, a couple weeks ago. And uh, actually, I've known her for longer than that, but a couple weeks ago she shared that she runs an equestrian nonprofit mm. and they have therapy horses and uh, I just love it when people come out and they want to share their passion their hobby and say could we pull veterans into this and so now we're talking about doing some equestrian based you know uh, mm. therapy with these yeah. vets and so um, we've got another vet he actually moved to Texas this guy you know was just having a heck of a time and and uh, he's a guy that came to our events I earned the right to help him and he called me up and he said you know Ryan I'm just not doing well and I said well when was the last time you felt good, you know? And he said, well, I did this rod wrapping thing. I went to this class and I was wrapping a rod and I didn't think about my problems the whole time. I just cared about the colors and doing it perfect. And this guy was born with a stick up his butt. I mean, if he's going to do it, it's going to be perfect. Right. And I said, well, let's, let's wrap some rods, you know? And he said, well, I can't afford the gear. Mm. We can remove that barrier. Sure. And Because I know you're going to do this with other vets. Right. And I know you want to give back. And so we hooked him up with, uh, with Batson and got him all this gear. And he's nice. wrapping rods and he's won competitions for his work. Oh. But the coolest thing about this guy is he's now teaching other vets how to do right. this. And he's building rods for people, for vets that he hears about that could need mm-hmm. a hand. And he puts them in the mail and he sends them. How about that? we got a random vet down in uh, Oklahoma that's just having a heck of a time. Mm. And uh, he got a rod. Yeah, know, a rod built just for the fishery right there in Oklahoma. So now this guy's giving back, and his little arrows are pointing out, and he's yeah. starting to see how he can impact other lives. And yeah. so I think those stories are the best ones about how can I help? Mm-hmm. Bring your hobby. Bring your passion. Let's talk about how we could integrate veterans well, That's the this. thing. They get passionate about something, and then they're willing to pass on the craft. Yeah. And, and they want to open that door for other vets who are suffering to, uh, hey, let them know, you know what, there's more to life. And sitting in your house every day in your pajamas, not getting out and doing stuff and getting out and meeting people and getting these uh, gremlins out of your head, right? It's yep. important stuff. So you guys actually have taken on quite a number of events. You got the LaPush Lincoln Derby coming up mm-hmm. this month, right? Later in this month. Taps Island Golf Charity Tournament in the summertime. And, of course, the big event, the Hope Grows Outdoors Annual uh, Charity Gala. Tommy says he wants to go to that. <laughs> so I'd like to see him all I've been meaning up. to go for two yeah. years now, and something always comes but up. But you, you got a number of these different events. Tommy kind of mentioned it. I mean, if I go to your social media, I what doesn't just stand out to me is all the vets and all the work you guys are doing, but all the involvement with the kids, right? The families, the youth events, the archery stuff. Talk about getting all them kids involved in some of this stuff. How did that kind of you know escalate to the level it's at? Hmm. Well, for me, I love the kid part of it. That's mm-hmm. that's what really drew me in to find out a dad's doing better. Like when that first guy said I took suicide off the table, I found out he has a beautiful wife, mm-hmm. a couple girls. He had one girl at that time, one on the way. And the impact that it made, not just to him, but all of these other lives. Yeah. His mom, who lives in New Orleans. I mean, all of these people. And you get he, to know these people. Yeah, it becomes party. And it's yeah. just, it, it's sobering. It's like, are you kidding me? And so you realize, what's that kid going through? You know, right. What is it that they need that this guy needs to provide as a father? Mm-hmm. 
And so you just see that, you know, cascade effect, you know, that waterfall effect that uh, kind of flows through the kids. And uh, at the Tuna Classic this year, I know Shannon will probably talk more about it, but we're launching this kids derby and it's something Fly is super passionate about. And, you know, we're not going to have a shotgun start. We're going to have a cap gun start. <laughs> Perfect. You know, and uh, yeah. bring it down a level. And right. uh, I think we've all learned you get the kids, you get the parents. Right. And uh, right. parents love it when their kids have something to do because they can relax and do what they yeah. want to do. And so um, it's just always been something I've been passionate about. And as I said earlier, I identify as a five-year-old. So yeah. does fly. So does fly. So this yeah. is right up our alley. That it's was, about uh, the size of a five-year-old. Yeah. Absolutely. And <laughs> it was uh, extremely... <laughs> Extremely apparent at dinner, all the food all over the chair and the table, and just the, the entire mess. Nobody using napkins or manners. You guys are great. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, it's quite all right. So, First hand, though. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, man, just you know, hats off to you, Ryan. You guys, you started something amazing here. You've coupled with some great people here. You guys are just you're making a difference, tremendous difference in people's lives, which is so important. So many people are just wrapped up in the hustle and bustle of today's society and fast pace. And I mean, fly. You're all about social media, and it's like. People want that two-minute, you know, gratification, like now, boom, 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 moving on to the next uh, shiny object, right? You're, like, taking a breath, taking a pause, and intervening in person's lives and making a difference, right? I mean, huge difference. So hats off to you guys. Really appreciate what you're out there doing. This is awesome stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Amen to that. Glad you came by. Um, we're going to jump out for a quick break, swap out uh, some personnel here. <laughs> we got to focus on this WTC, big event coming up. Um, from, I'm hearing rumblings over here on the side that, FHN may have now a little more involvement in this <laughs> shindig this year going into it, but we'll we'll get through all that later on. Goes. Yeah, that's how it builds, right? The fishing brings people together, and that's exactly what right. it's doing. So, all right, we're going to jump out for a couple-minute quick break. We're going to bring Shannon Hansen on the uh, platform here, put her under the gun, a little pressure to her. Hot no seat. big deal. Hot seat. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do that <laughs> a couple minutes after this break right here at Fish and Northwest. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. It's easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria. Draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details, like price and square footage, right at your fingertips. Or check out your saved homes displayed on the map. All right, welcome back. No, no, no. no. Uh, did, did it, go ahead. Yep. And we're back. Thank you. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting. I want you to do it. Do it. No, and we're back. <laughs> right? You, go. you got to get the fingers and thumbs yes. out there. You know, it's, it's always great when you're walking down the dock or at the boat show or something, and you just hear... 
and, and we're, we're back. back. And it's like, I know it's for me. So that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. a compliment. It's no, it's a huge compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shannon, that. Shannon Hanson, uh, welcome to Hello. the stage. Welcome to the hot seat. Lady. All right, you thought you were just going to sit over there and chime you, in once in a while. I thought I wasn't going to have to go on camera tonight, uh-huh, you guys. I'm yeah. the behind-the-scenes gal. Uh, now you're front Not of anymore. <laughs> Not so, anymore. You're in front of the house now. <laughs> you guys took on the WTC, so you're out front and running with it. So this year, uh, August 5th and 6th, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about Big Fish Friday and then how it kind of transitions into that Saturday event. Yeah, definitely. So Big Fish Friday... We get it all kicked off, and um, they'll be just starting out Westport. We'll hopefully have quite a few boats registered this year, but um, they'll be back in by six, just the the biggest tuna that night, and um, yeah. And then it just transitions right into Saturday there, and it's going to be running until six o'clock as well for the weigh-in, and it's the top heaviest five tuna. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And then to kind of walk people through this. So there's a number of side pots as well. What side pots can people enter? Yeah. So I'm drawing a blank on the side pots. Why? <laughs> what are they, Fly? Yeah. Come know. on, Fly. <laughs> yeah, I've got 11 tournaments on my brain. I can barely remember that one. So you guys, so you got Big Fish still on Saturday, right? Yes. Big Fish. Yep. And then you got Most Fish Donated. That, that's a big what's, one. What's the Ryan, rep? you got to come up here. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's off done. camera. He's, he's done. done. He's already retired. The camera retired. doesn't know that he, he exists no. anymore. So um, how many how many uh, spots available? How many teams can can enter into this thing? Really as many as we want. Endless, you know, during open. COVID, it was a little slower, and we're hoping yeah. to get back to you mm-hmm. know pre-COVID numbers. So we're ready to take as many boats as we can get registered. Okay. Yeah. How? So I got a boat. I want to come fish the Tuna Classic. Yeah. What do I need to do? Call Sharon. Besides that. <laughs> <laughs> Go to our website, missionoutdoors.org slash WTC, and we'll walk you right through it and get you registered. And there you can register for all the site pots that we have. Right. Okay. Yeah. Dot org. Not dot, dot net. Sure not dot, dot org. com. Not dot com. Dot yep. org. Missionoutdoors.org yep. forward slash WTC. That's right. All right. Yeah. Okay. We weren't done talking about side pots, okay? Side pots are very important. Go ahead. Okay. Keep it rolling. Most fish donated, right? Yeah. Yep. What's the record for that, by the way? What is what is the most tuna that have been donated? Uh, I can help you some, if you need some I think help. Tommy probably has Tommy, an idea. You know 91. <laughs> 91? Don't ask me how I know. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then you got a double down. Now, what's the double down? Double down is when they pay into that pot and then they win. It's double the amount for their, their pot that they won. So for the entry... The entry fee is, what is the entry fee for a uh, four-person team? I want to say about, 525 About 525 the so the yeah. double down is put in another 525 Just for the side pot. The side pot is a flat 100 so they'll just put in an additional 100 okay. for the double down. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. for the double down. Yeah. You just calculating all your winnings going into it this year? No, no, no. come on, come oh. on. I'm not that guy. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm, I'm working for my dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, yes, he is. Well, he's coming off a pretty good year. 2021 was good. 2021 was great, yeah. man. 2021 it was, was good. That was t- I tell you what, 2021 was it's extremely tough. tough. It yeah. was the first year um, since I started tuna fishing, um, which was 2007, that we didn't have live bait. Yeah, no live bait. No live bait. Mm-hmm. And we had to yeah. work um, with dead bait. And the dead bait was very, very tough to work with. It was very suspect. It was very dead. It was like a box of chum. Like, yeah. Take this box of right, chum, right, go catch tuna right. with it, right? And so but you found a way. We ended up catching most of our fish. Mm-hmm. Um, on various troll um, 
lures and then um, jigs. It was yeah. a jig show. Yeah. So um, you need volunteers to help out. With love, this. love, love, love yeah. volunteers. Whether yeah. you're local in Westport or here at home, and you want to come down and hang out with us, we would love volunteers. It takes a lot of people to pull this great event off. Now, if I ask this question, I know Fly's going to say call Shannon, but yeah, <laughs> you can call Shannon, right? Or you can go to our website as well. It will have a join us or register. Just follow those links. I'll get the email. I'll contact you, and we can figure out where to get you plugged in. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got anything else on that, Tom? Yeah. It's on, no, no, it's on, you got it on the screen right now. Right. Missionoutdoors.org. Yeah. O-R-G. O-R-G. Dot org. O-R-G. Mm -hmm. Yep. No Y, just O-R-G. I think, uh, I, I would I would assume or anticipate that the turnout for this thing is going to be pretty good this year. Last year was a struggle, just kind of coming off COVID, still in COVID, quasi not, you know, and no live bait and. We gonna have live bait this year? Have you heard any updates? We find an answer. We will know. There? We will know for sure by the middle to end of June. Yeah, because those okay. chovies should show up by then. Hopefully. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. so. Yeah. Um, That's a game changer, I think, for a lot of people to either commit or not. Like, oh, we don't get live bait. I ain't going down. Right. There. And then where there. are the tuna gonna be at? Right. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's always the case, though. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't tell you how many years. Ever since, basically. Man, going all the way back to 2011, we always get up to the week of the tournament, and the tuna are going somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, they got fins. They can they can <laughs> yeah. go 20 miles an hour, and overnight they can be 30 miles away. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's part of the joy of um, of tuna fishing. Honestly, is you got to go find them. You got to go hunt them down and find them. You know, whereas you know salmon fishing for the most part, they're going to be you know one spot or another. You know where they're going to be because they go there year after year after yeah. year. Um, and tuna with the way our water structure sets up, the break is not always the same. The chlorophyll is not always the same. Mm -hmm. You know, this year I wasn't thinking that I was going to run 80 nautical miles one way to find those fish, but that's what we ended up having to do. We spent the better part of a morning in a fit in a zone that really didn't have fish, mm -hmm. um, and then had to run. So you just, you just never know. Tommy just said, you just got to go. You just got to yeah. go. You just got to go. If you don't go, you don't know. That's true. It worked you're, out for you. You're not going to catch them sitting at the dock. No, you're That's not. That's for sure. No. That's for sure. Uh, well, fantastic. Hopefully, we get a good participation amount of folks we showing up this year. Yeah. We, the payouts went up this year, and we're nice. just hoping for more boats to register. Let's have more fun. Let's make it competitive. Yeah. And then get more veterans out. Get more veterans out. Yeah. And the fact that uh, all the tuna goes to a great cause. Right. Yeah. So, it's all turned in, and... Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a really good event. Um, I can't wait to be down there. Whether I'm fishing or not, I have no idea. But I'll definitely will be participating at one level or another. So, Great. Uh, Fly, can't thank you enough for coming in, man. Thank you so much. I yeah. appreciate it. it. Gave yeah. me an yeah. excuse to come up to Washington State. Absolutely, I enjoyed it. Got me out of that hot, humid weather. Nasty Florida. weather down there in Florida. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, absolutely it's horrible. Terrible. I'll tell, you know what? I have a feeling what we're going to have to do some uh, bartering. Maybe. You can stay in my townhouse for a few months, and I can come up here. And come on up, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime. You really want to get to Florida, and I'm looking to get up here. So <laughs> Let's you do go. it. Let's house swap. House swap. There you go. I'm all yeah, for it. Go. We'll make a show yeah. about it. Yeah. Fantastic. So Shannon, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate the info, Ryan. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are uh, doing some great stuff. Pretty excited to finally connect. This is, uh, this is good. So. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're all about fishing and hunting, but this is that this is that sidebar activity that a lot of folks, mm -hmm. they may be aware or maybe not. If they're not, we're hoping to 
help educate them to the reasons why, right? This is important stuff. You guys do a great work, so please keep it up. But, uh, yeah. And how about Ryan's mustache? That's pretty phenomenal, huh? It is, you know, uh, yeah. Quite. Looks like a lot of guys at work. Yeah. Yeah? Really? <laughs> well, I don't see him anymore because yeah. you know, I'm not there. But oh, yeah. he's got the whole fireman <laughs> thing going or, you know. Classic. Fantastic. All right. That is going to do it for us this week here. Fish on Northwest. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed the content tonight and a little comedic humor. Uh, Tommy, so glad you're back. You come back next week. I, I was thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. Thinking right. about making this a thing. Okay. You know. Yeah. If I can yeah. get you in here, you know, once or twice. A month, uh, we're doing then good. Then you're doing good. Yeah, yeah. we're doing good. Yeah. So, all right, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, be relevant with us on our social media platforms. Check them out. Go to our YouTube channel. Share that if you would. Follow and subscribe. Take our uh, Facebook content. Push that out there and always check in on what we have going on. We try to provide you with lots of insightful content each and every week. Uh, that's going to do it for us here this Thursday. We'll be back next Thursday, 6 p.m. right here on the studios. Fish on Northwest. We'll see you then. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.